from Glad Radio. Southside Community Sounds from Glad Radio. Hi, this is Becky Wallace and welcome to the Songwriters on Songwriting podcast here on Glad Radio, where our guests take a deep dive into their music for your amusement. Let's get to it. Becky Wallace here. Welcome to Songwriters on Songwriting, where we just geek out on some of our favourite songs that we have written uh, every week with a new guest. And this week with the fantastic, wonderful, talented, inspiring (laughs) Maima Moreau. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm fantastic. Good to be here. We're not here for promo. As no. we say, so please, would you like me to call you Claire for the rest of this podcast? Ooh, <laughs> I can be Claire today. That'd be nice. I think you should be, man, because yeah. really we're getting into the gritty today of your, your beautiful music uh, and just getting a chance to get to know you a bit better. That so nice. I will not take up too much of the airwaves because God knows I'll be talking too much later on. <laughs> um, so with that in mind, Claire is going to introduce us to three of her songs and we're going to have a wee chat about them, a wee listen uh, and just see where the music takes us. So Claire, would you like to introduce your first song? Um, yeah, so Trees um, is a song that's on my debut album and um, I really like trees. I became obsessed with them over lockdown in particular. Um, And so I would just walk around and stare at them. And then I started to think about all the stories I could tell you. So uh, this song was written for my love of trees and I suppose like uh, what what they see. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And here is Maima Moreau with Trees. Mistake, love, the great oak is watching, raw leaves protecting you from harm. The years long living in graveyards, it listens to regrets, but don't eat the berries, they'll leave you for dead. They've whispered to Annie, told Jane to run. Sharpen her tongue. Turn left at Dariahi. Kira will be waiting. She lives in his own and eating their wisdom. She knows the mountain ash that ward off the pishos. Lie down in the dry roads and learn to dream. To Mary told me if to run Laugh with Shippy to help sharpen her tongue And they've screamed with Christina Watched Wendy hunt Wrap bark round Diva and soaked up her blood They know what it took for you to be here They've whispered to Etta Told Claire to run Laughed with Iona Help sharpen her tongue And they've screamed with Fiona Watched Carrie hunt Thanks. 
for you to be here. What a gorgeous piece of work and it's so rich as well man like just in terms of the kind of allegory of it and then also just the depth of of the metaphor I guess mm. like and I think you told me and I don't know if this is true that someone said it was a murder ballad is that right <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> you can kind of tell why they thought that though yeah. like yeah it's quite dark there's a lot of dark sounds on there and it's ghostly and it's about all these dead women so I suppose I, that, you know, if you, you could take it that way, if like it's the spirits it. coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but there is something really beautiful about that as well. And I think like for, as a woman and listening to that song and thinking about it within that context, like, you know, there's a hopelessness to that, you know, yeah. you know, and a beauty to it. Yeah. The idea of, you know, time's going to pass, these trees see all, and what they have seen is a lot of women struggling to stay alive, you yeah. know, like, and yeah. and then that line, it, it carries so much weight, they know what it took for you to be here. And, like, what's your message, I guess, with that line? Like, is it a message to you? I feel like it's taken a lot for you to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's definitely, when I think of trees, like, it's interesting you said it was hopeless because it is hopeless in many ways of, like, I often think of how lucky I am to be alive now and when I think of, like, what women were subjected to in the past even just small things like if I was the housewife in the home I definitely would have ended up very mentally unwell somewhere and being told it was my fault you know all that stuff um so it's that's hopeless but it gives I suppose the message to that line is it's really really hopeful like like there's so many things that could have gone wrong that you wouldn't have even existed and all the choices that women made and all of the sacrifices they made, but also all the fun they had and all the mistakes they made and all the silly little things that they did, like all of that had to align for me to be born. And so like, and and that's true of everyone. So when I'm in very dark places mentally and I've gone through phases of like, oh, do you know, like it'd just be better if I wasn't here, like actually no that's not true because a lot has happened for me to be here and so I get to be here and have a lot of fun and enjoy my life and that's make the most of it man. you know yeah what a beautiful sentiment too and it's the collectivism of it isn't yeah. it it's like somewhere inside we know those women and we know their names we can feel them they feel feel I was going to say feel the struggle but I don't mean that we can feel that history mm -hmm. you know it lingers in you yeah. always you know Absolutely. and it becomes part of your identity as, yeah. a, as a person as a woman and as someone who's trying to maybe, you know, f fight against the subscribed the mm. kind of norms of being a woman as well, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but I also like the idea of the trees as protectors and the trees as a kind of commune, like a kind yeah. of almost like like elders, yeah. you know, this commune of elders. It's like a beautiful image that yeah. you've created there, man. Yeah, I mean, I take a lot of comfort from... I literally go sit in trees when I'm down, like I climb them. I was obsessed with climbing trees when I was little. Um, I think a lot of people have taken like physical refuge under them and they do talk to each other. Like we know that now through like their roots and through the network of mushrooms and like they're, they are alive and they think and there's, I've got really obsessed with books that talk about this where they, they literally talk to one another and they, they, they warn each other about predators coming and disease coming and, so I got really obsessed with that idea. And then, yeah, this idea that 
it is in some ways like we're so unimportant because to them they live centuries but that gives me a lot of hope actually it makes takes the pressure off <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> Actually, chill out. Yeah, the we trees can all just get a lot ourselves. more to deal with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those poor trees. No, you're so right, man. And, and it questions that idea of longevity and and what existence is too. Yeah. Like, I don't mean what is existence, guys. I mean like within the context of your life, you know, yeah. there's this suffering and and yeah, there's a sense of against. I guess they bring a continuity in in all ways, like a, a comfort, yeah. a comfort to us that the trees yeah. are always here, which is why we should protect them. Protect with the your trees, friggin' life, please. Protect them. Protect the trees. That reminded me. I don't want to go off to someone else's music of. of and you and I both were at that um, songwriting workshop where uh-huh. Kareen talks yes. about the, yes. the from the point of view of a tree, that beautiful yeah. song she wrote, which oh, happened so to be called good. Rebecca, but it, it was a beautiful piece so of work. Beautiful. And thinking about it from that other point of view, like why did you carve your name into me and wanting to know your history? And again, it just yeah. been so linked to women and yeah. and all the things that they've seen and 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 what it took for her to carve that, you yeah, know, to what feel happened that. Yeah, that led to that. Making yeah. a mark forever kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, uh-huh. I, th- I think, yeah, I think that is such a beautiful piece of work and it's out there, guys, go and listen to to Trees by Mima Moreau and do it on YouTube. Get those hits up, man, because <laughs> yeah. there's a really cool video to it as well. But True. let's talk as well in that song. There's a really lovely, and, and across your album, actually, you... You really dance with like a kind of hybridity and and how you create music, you know, because there's mm. the earth sound of your voice and you know unaffected and and yeah. you know quite vulnerable at points and and light, you know, and you're not afraid to just have your voice as is and it's really clear on that song, which is you know in, in a lot of ways it's it's quite an anthemic song and also a song that requires there's a grit to it. Yeah. You know, there's a grit in what you're saying, there's a grit to the story, you, but you approach it with that softness. And so there's all this kind of, you know, kind of world, sonic world of softness. And then there's these really kind of harsh sounds and harsh noises, yeah. which I, I, I guess this is more of a production songwriting note. Talk us through that a bit, because they kind of appear in their, in their jarring at yeah. points. Yeah, I think I've just really enjoyed, that's always been something I've been obsessed with, is like texture and creating worlds and how do you do that and I've I wish it was more sort of complicated than this but honestly with that song I just had a lot of fun and it was like do you like this noise yes it's going in and I just let myself not be really um overwhelmed by the choice I think that for me when songwriting and in production as well once I get given too many choices of like, which snare sound will it be? Or which bass sound will it be? Like I lose all confidence and I'm, it's not playful. And um, I listen to the, I talk to everyone about the Blind Boy podcast. <laughs> but um, That's very good. I, that has honestly shaped me as an artist more than anything. And actually the, the songwriting groups we've been in together because there's just been so much talk about playfulness and creativity and flow and that idea that um if you start getting critical at that point of creation you're just chopping it off before it's even begun and for trees that was a real one of the most exciting things out like there's cave drops in there i spent ages making like no one else will notice this like there's like with little cave sounds oh yeah i noticed that that. i noticed that man like i love there's frog noises in there so i suppose for me i wanted to create a world that was like 
outside, but with those really hard hitting noises and the beats, I wanted it to be like, doof. like I wanted it to be like, jolt. it jolted me up to like the message and I like, and then it coming out again. And I was nervous about that because a lot of songs, you set up the groove and you sit in the groove, right? Whereas this is very much like beat out, beat out. And I was like, oh, is it going to work? But then I listened back and I was like, I like it. It feels really natural as well. It's yeah. interesting seeing that you, I think that there's a lot made of production these days and sometimes, and it's not not even the case that people think more is more. It's not that. It's just that it, people feel like they have to have a certain polish or it has mm. to feel a certain way to be a song yeah. now, you know. Yeah. And it's interesting just thinking about you try to find the right droplet oh. sound. I do notice that in the song and it's those little nuances. I wondered if that was something that you, that, that had been a choice within with your producer within the studio or yeah. something you had come with and said, this oh, is what yeah. I want. You no, know? I, I came, uh, so I worked with Inga Thompson on this and, um, I have to say it was the best experience I've ever had. Um, she really took me seriously, but in the sense of like, so I came with trees pretty much made, like in my in my bedroom. And I was interested because I was like, I wonder how much of this she'll tell. Because I have worked with other producers who have dissuaded me from those types of choices um, in the past. And she was like, that's class. So she got it immediately. And really in Israel was just, was encouraging me and finding, I was like, oh, and I want to create this other weird noise, which isn't actually in this track, but in other tracks. And she's like, yeah, I know how to do that. So that was how that relationship worked. So I I think I probably co-produced it with her, which now I realise I should have called myself a producer as well. But yeah, I came with all of that decided. I spent ages making those beats with like chopped up. There's a clock sound. Because I want to think about time, yeah, passage yeah, yeah. time. There's a cave drops. There's frogs. There's vinyl, like sort of like. So there's one in the second verse. It's like. That <laughs> like probably no one else notices, but I was like so proud of it. Um, so I really produced that. Like I approached that side of the writing of this song and producing it with just like how much fun can I have? And I then when great. I came out the other side of it, most of it was kept, which was interesting. Well, you it's know. your story, like, yeah. and I think if you you need to stand by your story, don't you? Yeah. So, and and that is the gift of an excellent producer too, to just go, yeah, yeah okay, if that's what you want, you're yeah. telling your story, so let's make it happen, yeah. you know. And and thank goodness for people like that. Yeah, Shout excellent. out to Inga. For me, that is an anthemic song, and I hope that that over time, that's what it becomes as well, yeah. you know, because it really is a piece of art, man. Thank it's a belter. You. And um, I also used all my family like the first verse is all family names and then I spread it out so I wanted it to have that feel of like the first three four names are like my my ancestors and then I tried to pick names of friends and people that so I hope it does feel anthemic of like I really hope people take that sense of like like you're here for a reason like don't give up like even if you're in the absolute depths there's a reason you're here and keep going a song like, that has names in it can be really impactful can't it sometimes yeah. for the work for not as good a reason but uh, yeah. sometimes it's like oh god sweet caroline or whatever yeah. but uh, no offense obviously that was a massive hit and we were sitting here doing our wee podcast but <laughs> at the end of the day i want to know about uh una all right yeah i want to yeah. know about Maeve. Maeve, well done Thanks, pal. And there's one that I never get right. I called her Oifi the first time. Aoife. <laughs> Aoife. But I can't read Irish, all right? It looks like Oifi. Uh, they're going to come for you. Sorry. 
Okay, so we're going to roll right on to your next choice. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. So please let us know what we're going to be listening to next. Uh, yeah, so the next song is called Freckles. It was the very first song I ever released into the wild, having written them quietly in my bedroom for about 10 years. This was the first one I was brave enough to release. And I suppose we'll talk about it after. Talk about starting on a high. Okay, here we go, man. This is Freckles by My Mama Roo. I won't mortgage my damage or sell it to savages I am the beauty of my empty lineage The weed that grows amidst the wreckage The freckles on my thighs, a secret pilgrimage Of stolen language, rights, myths and stories That became inventory for the expanding territories Dissolved and diluted in colonial laboratories The potency removed, the residue sold in saintly allegories Now hunted as witches, the wildness in us buried deep in the ditches of shame. Fear etched across our skin in pastel cross stitches, told to be smaller, quieter, less in poetic seals pitches. The freckles on my cheek, a network of glitches. Of state stipulated manipulation, sending us into kitchen shaped convention prisons, thieving us from the wind and the fire and the soil. To know the difference between dessert and soup spoons? Quietly, 
reverently. Observe my freckles dance and tell stories on my skin. I know that was kind of your emergence as a as a releasing artist. Yeah. And there's just so much to it, man. Like, I, I, I heard this song, I was very lucky to hear it early on, you know, and it's kind of inception. And it's funny to think it came from a brief to write a rap, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. and, but, but, and I'll get on to that in a minute because I do think that there is, like, a lot of quite classic uh, multisyllabic rhyming in this. It's interesting how it kind of walks a tightrope between, you, you know, using wordplay and using the skill of that wordplay and the literary techniques that exist in rap and exist in poetry. And then also just at the heart of it, having just this kind of almost ancient truth about it that's like not part of that yeah. that genre or even really the, the crossover genre which you sit in you know I, I, and I'm not going to talk too much about it because it's your song you know but like for instance rap lines like dissolved and diluted in colonial laboratories you know in someone else's mouth that is a you know fiery yeah. rap line it's a beautiful line and it says so much about the song yeah. and I love that about the song because again it's it's quite a it's a song about your truth, but it's also a, it's also a really political song, you yeah. know. And like it again, it 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 allows you to hear it from a first person experience in a way that isn't always captured within the world of political music either, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's not just about colonialism or sectarianism. It's yeah. about like misogyny and like your own struggle and your own fears and. And how much of that has a scar for you? Like, I guess, I don't yeah. just mean, I guess I'm talking about you and other people, but please elaborate on it for us, sorry, because I could just talk forever about this song. <laughs> oh, thank you. I like hearing people's response to this song in particular because in some ways it was so freeing to be invited to write a rap because I've always suspected that maybe I might be able to write whatever this is, spoken word poetry. Um... So to get the opportunity to just sit and down and do it was great. And it started off with that third verse, like, um, what was that? I can't even remember how it goes. But I am made of stardust and fate. I tessellate with the shift in tectonic plates. So I was trying to be that kind of my very naive, I suppose, perception of rap, where there's that little bit of bravado or a little bit of like, nah, like I've got something to offer here and I'm going to stand in that strength. Yeah, that's not naive. Um, that's a lot of rap. Okay. Like, well, let's all just admit that now. We love it. But that is a lot of it written into it. Yeah. So I really enjoyed, but I couldn't, I just, that's just, I couldn't write 
what I was hearing and listening to. And so I was like, well, you're just going to have to write what you know how to write. And then once I freed that up, it was so much fun. So I started with that verse and then I actually had that written, that line written, like the bones of this house are grieving, like in just like a journal from like years back. And I finally just for some reason was like, I think that's what I need to do this. Um, and then the the dung dung and dung is stolen straight out of another song I've written. So I just repeated that line, which is a chorus of another song, um, and somehow it all came together. And and I also did very like practical things, like I got out a rhyming dictionary and like what rhymes with tectonic and stuff, and got really geeky about words, which was really good fun as well. So and one of the great things about hip hop is interesting hearing you say that, like the way that you've built that song, because to me that 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 feels very traditionally hip-hop and then what you've done in order to reach into yourself is also I promise I'm not going to talk about hip-hop because this is not hip-hop we've just listened to <laughs> but that is also really true to that art form which mm. is yeah okay we, we use these tropes we use these kind of clever and sometimes sometimes they act as kind of smoke screens you yeah. know the words play to to say something really really true for me as a listener like I think I feel like I learned more about or had more empathy as a non-Irish person yeah. for that story yeah. through that song yeah. than most songs I've ever heard about Ireland. And I know I've got family there and whatever, yeah. but I'm not. I've never had to personally experience those struggles, so I don't. I don't feel it. Yeah. And now, like through that song, I can feel it. So it's like opening a window to something. You were telling me recently about how you were worried about playing that at home. Yeah. I was. Well, you know, I've got a very specific um, relationship with Ireland and because I'm from Belfast, there's a whole other extra layer of who's allowed to call themselves that and, and you know, I'm not going to get into that because you could be here all day about that. And but um, So it's a painful thing for me um, to talk about Ireland and being Irish and the way I was brought up in some of the circles I was in I didn't get access to a lot of um I suppose if the, and I talk about this in other songs right but the history of it and the the songs and the stories and the language never got taught the language never got um other, not that's not true of everyone in Belfast that was just my own um things that happened in my life that led to that um so I like I really have had to learn actually a lot through songwriting how to step and to know that I know what I know and I'm I have claim to things and I know that I can talk about that in my own way and in my own life and uh and that's really nice for you to say that because I'm I think for me I'm always trying to get that balance between making it I really believe actually the more personal you make a song even just down to details somehow it makes it more universal for people and people do Honestly, then get a Honestly, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more with that. We notion into something. Because yeah. like, everyone's felt left out a wee bit sometimes, right? And everyone's felt they don't know really who they are and everyone's experienced grief and everyone's experienced loss. Um, so my hope was... with And, and the, the act of like that, there's a price to be paid for surviving. Like That means something very specific to me and my ancestors and folk like that who, you know literally told yeah there was things that happened that made that maybe not possible but um everyone survived something in their life right like grief loss pain whatever it might be so i'm not here to psychoanalyze you claire right (laughs) 
but are you gonna but <laughs> you know just like it's interesting to hear the context for a lot of what you write because it feels to me like there's a and I don't this this is putting putting put the um very kind of global understanding of you know the myriad issues mm-hmm. and and very much colonial issues in Ireland to one side there's something that you're trying to tell us like there's a there's like a I feel like you're looking for a place to to, to make a, a mark or like make yeah. a make a, a bit of clarity around your own experiences yeah. and that comes through but you do it so beautifully through the 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 kind of guise and and kind of lens of a much greater suffering or yeah. a much greater experience you know and that's really skillful man like just eyes uh, uh, that's what I think thank those you. are the things I think <laughs> yeah um, thank you so much yeah I mean I think again with we were talking about this kind of before we started was um, I like not taking for granted the things that come naturally to you so I've done that for many a year and again this song was one where I was like I'm just gonna let it come out and because I was part of that songwriting group I knew I was safe to do that and I knew people around me would encourage me and if it was not good it didn't matter so um, it was really a discovery of being able to give myself the freedom of this doesn't have to be anything but what you think at this moment in time and that will change I think that's the other thing I get scared about with writing songs I don't know about you is like my I grow and I change all the time. So committing something to paper or onto record can feel scary, but actually just giving yourself that permission to be like, this was what you saw in one moment. It's a time. journal, you know, exactly. and like for you as a, as a human being, is there any greater gift than to be able to, at one point in 20 years or so, listen to your life yeah. back in song, you know? Like yeah. I, I totally understand that feeling. It's funny, I think with every one of these podcasts, we've got to a moment where, we, where I've said this, but it is true. Like music is a way of life, like writing is a way of life and it, it shouldn't be s- subject to the fear of what other people think of it because it's not exactly. actually their thing it, it's not their business what it is no. you know and sometimes it will walk beautifully with whatever the cultural yeah. norm is of the time but sometimes it just has to be there to support you and your yeah. your understanding of something you know yeah. or your next step towards something and like you say the tactility of that and the the the, the the possibility within something personal and something unique is that when we get someone and we hear something unique about them, it ref- makes us reflect on our lives. So yeah. we become closer to the music. Yeah. You know, it's you t- I want to know about your experience so I can understand my own better. Yeah, totally, I totally yeah. agree. And I love that about songwriting and, and I need it. Like, I've done it for so many <laughs> years now. Like, I've never, you know, I've never... I need it. It's a way. It's a way of kind of understanding the chaos of what goes on inside my mind and in the world, and trying to yep. just get it out of my brain, and so that I can do something else with my day. And I just love everything about it. It's like magic. It's like being part of this magical thing, and it's like I just love it. Yeah, man. And even when you do it, it's funny talking about these songs. I'm like, you can talk about it. And then I did this and then I did that. But actually in that moment, particularly Freckles, Freckles really, I think, uh, was a time where I was going through a really bad time. And uh, just the absolute joy and euphoria of having created that. I was just, and I, I loved it. And I don't even really know what happened. 
yeah. you know, I can tell you, I sat down and I, I wrote that first line, but actually apart from that, I don't really know what happened. Yeah. That's just that. That's the emotion taking over. Yeah. That it's like people just have creative ba- brains, you know. And like, I sometimes worry that you know a lot of people miss out on self discovery, yeah, because they are not comfortable being creative, you know. Like, and I, I know what I sound like right now, right? But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably agree anyway, yeah. You know, and and that's not to say everyone has to be brilliantly creative either, oh. but you know. There, there's roots and there's reason for wanting to splash paint all over a wall or like even you know take a hammer and build something like all that stuff is rooted in the need to get something out to get a, a part of you to create to create an artifact that represents you yeah you know that, that yeah. you can say I did that yeah. I made that and that's I put my energy into that and yeah. that gave me focus and it gave me an understanding of something totally you know like totally and I really believe that even if you write or create something or cook a meal or you have started doing little doodles like it doesn't have any more value if anyone else hears it you know that's just a whole separate thing like if it's out there it's (laughs) but if you don't take a picture of it how will people know that you are a human (laughs) being that does things and stuff (laughs) how will they know you'll just be someone that made a thing who cares who cares I care well, I don't care because my I care about my hangs. <laughs> my hangs the hang, all right. <laughs> I'm glad that you're here for my hang, which is talking about your hang. <laughs> right, sound okay. Watch in, man. I was Thanks. gonna like before. By the way, listeners behind the curtain. Before we started this, I was like, I feel right to talk about those backing vocals and freckles. We haven't touched. We haven't t- talked about them, but they're pure good. By the way, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was really proud of those. That's a really good example, actually. A lot of people have said to me about, oh, your backing vocals and the way you put together harmony and how do you do that? And I'm like, ah, like that is an example of something that I just love doing and don't think about and I never thought was a skill. Because, it, yeah, and everyone will have that and er, you will have that as a writer or, a, you know, there's things I'm not as good at. But I think it's sometimes hard to, you don't realise, the things that just come out of you, you just take for granted, you know. A hundred percent agreed. And that's you why shouldn't. we should never focus on what other people do really well. Really? Unless what we're focusing on is, hi there, I think what you're doing is really good. Teach me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In which oh. case, please do focus on that stuff. And be inspired by it. But know that you yeah, have just as man. much natural thing, you know. Yeah, man. And the harmonies and bat and vocals, like those can make a song. You yeah. know, I mean, they can change the whole trajectory Totally. The whole sonic trajectory <laughs> is something I would say when I was talking to my students and try to be fancy. Um, Claire, we're coming to your third and final song oh. of the day. Okay. Please do introduce it to us. Okay. Um, it was really hard to choose a final one, but I've gone for Leave Me Here because it wasn't a sing... So it's off the, uh, the Almost Home album as well. And... Um, it's a funny thing to start thinking about specific songs off that album because to me it is kind of like a whole thing. I This song, I really like it. It meant a lot to me when I wrote it. So that's why I chose it. Thank you so much. And here we have Leave Me Here by Mima Moreau. I drag these dead script my knuckles on the grind stretch 
Another beautiful piece of work, and I, am I right in saying that's near the end of your album? Because it feels like a, a kind of... I can't remember where it is. No, I think it's kind of just nestled in the middle somewhere, but it's after, I think it's after I've been waiting, which is really intense and like... Yeah. And I suppose it, I wanted it to be a moment of rest, I suppose, yeah. from a lot of the other songs, which are really busy and take you loads of different places and... I feel like it stuff. does as well. Like, I feel like it takes you on a wee journey, you know, like structurally it's a short yeah. wee tune, but it's got... Uh, maybe it's just some of your chord choices, actually. Like, it, it gives yeah. it that sense of flow, doesn't it? I love that... Uh, with a minor yeah. chord underneath, yeah. which just takes it somewhere else, yeah. man. And again, it's that the power of those backing vocals there to kind of create the scene, yeah. you know. There's so much happening story-wise in it. I wouldn't like to, you know... Um, guess what? Do too much guesswork on on kind of 
the meaning of it. But you kind of do really set a scene because I guess you, you do bring this kind of sense of, of the seaweed and the nautical vibe and the ocean and the sense of calm and peace of that. Yeah. You know, and so as a listener, I always as many of our friends do, listen in colour, like quite a bit, like that song's quite blue to me in general, yeah. but in a kind of, fre there's a freshness to it and a beauty to it. But again, there's kind of this maybe underpinning, like kind of quite mythical kind of allegory going on. Yeah. So just kind of fill me in on it so I'm not just pure spraffing it. <laughs> I love hearing it. I love hearing what songs bring up for people because I suppose once they're out of you, then they can mean whatever people want them to mean. You know, I really love hearing what people think about them. I mean, my other angle is that it's a breakup song. I mean, it's got oh, that vibe yeah. too. You know, this kind of like, yeah. that's it, I'm done. Yeah, there's definitely like, yeah, I think when I, it can mean different things to me at different times when I sing it. Um, For me, it was um, a couple of different things. Like, I, I did, again, I wrote that during a bit of a, tough time and um I really with loads of like all actually all aspects of my life so it was lockdown there was lots of stuff I had nothing left for <laughs> just nothing left and um couldn't give anything to any of it I think I just was burnt out and um I read a Rupi Carr poem um that said there are years in me that have not slept and that was the full poem. And I was like, I feel so seen. <laughs> there was just a lot that over the years it built up. Um, and so I actually, that line was in the song originally, but I had to take it out because it's obviously someone else's poem. So for mm. that, but like, da, 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 that used to be, there are years in me. That have not slept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was beautiful, man. Um, I, so, and actually, I actually, the first bit of it came out during a, another songwriting group that we were in and there was one of those like we're gonna write 20 songs in a day a Rosie, a Rosie Vans thing and I, that was my seventh one and I think it was also myself having a conversation with myself of being like stop it I've no more I mean seven songs in a day is very impressive <laughs> even so 20 songs a day is almost I got, insanity it was, before, it was before lunch and then I went out for I was like I was like literally telling myself to stop it and then but then I kept that one and I really I ended up really liking it. So there's a rawness to it, I think, which maybe is just yeah, me it's like talking a big to myself. Massive exhale the whole yeah. song. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. I, 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 um, I wonder how much of you is guided by or kind of drawn to the sea. I feel like a yeah. lot of your music yeah. has that that I'm very much drawn to the sea. It's a yeah. obsession almost. Like, and the only way I can get calm again sometimes is to get near water as quickly as possible. Not like sit near a bath. Like it needs to be, yeah, no, I uh, need to see nothing on the horizon. Uh -huh. you know? No, I absolutely do. And that, like, you know, growing up um, in Belfast, you're always near the sea. You're never more than 20 minutes away from it, a bit longer maybe. But living in Glasgow, it's quite far away. And then during lockdown, I really suffered from that, not mm. being able to go see it. So. I never understood why people built cities that weren't at the sea. I know. Like, aren't all the best cities at the sea? Barcelona. Loads like, of them are, yeah. You know, all these amazing... Yeah. The Spanish have just got... They know what they're up to, put it that they way. They do. They do. <laughs> I think... I don't know. I think it's a idea, and I think, like, access... To get all political on it, but access to the seaside and, and green spaces and fresh air and trees... 
it's so important and and there's certain cities don't get as much of that and I think it has a lot to it's really not all right <sighs> yeah we were locked down longer and... than so many more people and yeah. you know it was a tough time and I missed the sea yeah. and I just wanted to literally be swallowed up by it yeah <laughs> like it was that image of like I just want to dive into it I don't and then for it to take me down to the depths of it kind of sort yeah. me out a little bit and then pop me back up refreshed. You almost need to be reminded that you're not, I don't mean you personally, but we, we need reminded we're not important as well yeah. sometimes, you know. I think with something Dude. like lockdown, it's like th- there was such a sense of urgency and such a sense of personal danger about it, right? Yeah. The whole yeah. world started revolving around us, what may or may not happen to us, the fears yeah. of our lives, the fear, you know, and, and obviously those are natural and normal feelings, but those are feelings of trauma and like... Yeah. And and trauma often means that we, we exist in a place where it's very hard and, and rightfully so often, but very hard to see the bigger picture and yeah. like the water yeah. and the landscape and just the, there's something so attractive about feeling or remembering, it's not even feeling, remembering yeah. how small we are. Exactly, you know, it like, is, and remembering that we are so small, but we're also made of the same stuff. Oh, we are you made know, of stardust, Yeah, mate. literally. Fucking love it. <laughs> But we are, we're like the same stuff that makes all that sea, so I know it's a bit hippie, but we are all connected to it, and we are all part of it, and yeah, we're not as long-lasting, or, you know, trees and the sea and mountains and that, they will stay, and they... But they make me feel grounded and like steady yeah. and like and there's earth. something on earth. Yeah, and, like, man. I worry that there are people that 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 suffer from not being earthed, yeah. you know, and forget to be earthed. And I think it's maybe a, a, a stretch to kind of talk about it within the context of music, but um, but I need music that earths me too. You yeah. know, like I've got you know th- this album, for instance, that you've written. I know we're not here to do promo, but it's an absolute banger. Like you go out and listen to it. <laughs> It's the kind of album I will use to earth me when oh, I wow. need it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. mean, people like Joni Mitchell and stuff yeah. do that for me. Just like hearing someone sing their their truth with all the little vulnerabilities in it, and the, you know, and 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 I guess I try and do that for myself too. But yeah. but this is the kind of sound I need to come back to. Yeah, you know, and I think that's what makes it such a statement piece, like the whole thing. You know. Yeah. Oh, um, thank you. Because yeah. yeah, that's really was one of my hopes for it was that it felt sort of yeah earthing and sort of because it is it's that for me and that's what that's what I was trying to honestly I think the process of writing this album that's what I was trying to do for myself was find a sense of like steadiness and and peace and things like the sea again like so I wrote it in um, Ireland I got I got out (laughs) so I wrote like maybe four of the songs that ended up on the album maybe five actually um my mum has a friend who let me go stay with her and she lives by the sea. Mm. And if, and this was like at the crux of lots of things that were changing and an ending for me. And um, I honestly, it saved my life. I think watching them at the sea came up every day and then it went out and it came <laughs> in and it comes out. And the tides and the rhythm of, like, I think we suffer from not being connected to the rhythms of nature and the seasons and light and life and death and all that stuff. And so, yeah, that's, that's, it totally reminded me and I remembered that sense of, like, I can rely on that. I might not be able to rely on lots of things in life, but you can rely on 
if we can, I mean, hopefully, I mean, I say this as climate change rages on, but there are there are eternal truths that you can come back yeah. to. Well, it's know. the inevitability of it, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. and climate change is just going to get rid of us. So the sea's still going to be it. there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, true. So. Like, it's just us that's the problem. I totally it's trust like the Mother. earth is just like eject. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, you're right. We don't need to worry about. Well, we should. We need to worry about ourselves. But yeah, I, yeah. So that's. I'm glad that that's come through because that's what I was doing while writing it. You know, reminding yeah. myself of all of that stuff. Yeah, it does come through, man. And and again, I. I I mean, we've talked a lot about all of these songs and they're so beautiful, but I think that this, the work that you're doing provides a, a space for thought. That's important as well, you know? Yeah. Like, I want to wonder about your lyrics and I want to kind of... I, I know what they're based in, I know what they're earthed in, as we keep talking about earthing, but, but I also want to feel like I don't quite know you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that comes out... This is a beautiful example of it in this song, yeah. You know? And also, like, for a listener, like, you almost feel like that, that you've got it, <laughs> you've got to work for it. Someone. Unlock the secret code. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I've had a few people say that, like, you're a very good storyteller, but like, you have to work for it. And I'm like, I, so I that's what it's like to be in my brain, <laughs> and also, that's like, that. you that's know, that. that's. That's I don't understand a lot of myself a lot of the time, and I think humans are like endlessly complicated and complex and nuanced. But I again, I like in my writing to not. I mean, we talked about being specific before. I think you can be specific about like a thing, or you name a place, or whatever. But I do like I like songs where there's enough of mystery in it to make you be able to fill in the blanks or whatever yeah, and yeah. i don't need to be now. told that you love me i want to know all the yeah. reasons that you feel that way exactly like yeah hi <laughs> yeah. um, man i feel you and and and, that, and it's a it's a skill you know as a writer to have that and i wonder like it's funny you say that that that's a really interesting way to put it i heard someone else think it was the legend david scott say that the other day about you know you you, you ask a lot from your listener you know, you yeah. ask them to come with you and they have kind of came with you. So that yeah. tells you that what you're doing is, is valuable, you know. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's the payoff for the listener is, you know, feeling like they're part of that. They're part of that, that experience and part of the puzzle as well, you know. Yeah. And hopefully there's enough specificity in it that then they can feel, oh, yeah, no, I know that feeling of like I've got nothing left. I think, again, it's a universal feeling that when you're just empty yeah, you're, or you're done. You're just there's nothing left to give someone or something or a situation. So hopefully it's that. But then you get to sort of play your own things around it. And also during lockdown, I was getting very into like I think we all were being mindful and like so that's all the whole putting my feet on the floor and um and also I wrote this song guitar which I don't really play, which was so much fun as well. So all those kind of when you're talking about that funny chord or like funny, like the minor chord or whatever, I just was moving my hands about trying to find a sound I liked. And I really love doing that in songwriting. I said restriction that's, is a good thing, oh, man, not yeah. knowing. Yeah. Not knowing what you're doing. So you're just following your ears completely. You're not using anything else, but what you're feeling and what you like the sound of. Yeah. I know this has nothing to do with this particular song, Claire, but I, I just like, that is so true, right? How many... and 
this won't happen to you. But how many first <laughs> albums are the best album? Yeah. Because what happens is yeah. the artists, I mean, I'm sorry for even naming this band on this podcast, but like, look at Coldplay, right? <laughs> what? The first album, right, was just a, a stroke of genius, right? Mm. But then what happened is they learned what worked. Yeah. And then so instead of it being explorative, sorry, Coldplay, but it's true. Instead of exploring more, they stopped. They feel like yeah. we found it, we've cracked it, we've struck gold. Let's repeat that. Let's emulate yeah. that with everything, you know. Yeah. And I know that as an artist, that's something you won't do. I you hope know, so. I don't think so, man. It's I you're too so. creative, you know. And there's too much yeah. space for for discovery still. Yeah, and I have so much to learn. So, and there will always be more to learn. I love, and I'm a big geek, really at heart. I love learning new things. <laughs> Me too, mate. Me too. I just learned that about you. You're a massive geek. I'm a big geek. I love learning stuff. Um, especially with music. So hopefully not. But I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Like the best songs I love are songs that are really raw or that there's a bit of like a... I mean, it's funny even listening back to these today. Like there's definitely things already that I'm like, particularly production wise with Freckles is like, oh, I can hear that. I would never let that through anymore. But probably, you know, or you like, to, man. But, but like, just people... throw the listener a wee cliche bone every now and again, you know, like, yeah, here yeah, you yeah. go, here you go, there's what, there's a perfect one, right? Yeah. Everything in that's perfect, it's got a great hook, great chorus, boom, boom, boom. Okay, I'll see you in three years after I've written yeah. this concept album. Oh, my weird shit. Uh, <laughs> so, I, but no, I love that, like, I really liked that song. It's a wee conversation with myself, really. Such a pleasure. I have the, the great pleasure of, of, of doing some live backing vocals on some of mm. these. And it's just a pleasure to sing them, you know? Like, And that's always, for me, it's like, how does it sing? Yeah. A song can sound yeah. great, but how does it sing? Take everything away. Can you sing that to me? Yeah. You know, like, feel important yeah. to me as a listener and as a singer to have... Um, to, to feel that the song is being served vocally, you know, yes, in, in a way absolutely. that's... That it's all about the song and serving the song. Exactly, course, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Claire yeah. slash my memoro, it's been an absolute joy to speak to you today. And Thank you. I feel like, you know, what a beautiful body of work so far and so much more to come. And thanks for being so open and just, you know, taking us with you on your, on your songwriting journey. And, and I think everyone will appreciate it because there's nothing better than just hearing the heart of someone is that? <laughs> yeah oh well, so, thank you for inviting me along i love talking about songs. it's a blinking pleasure and as always we will now close with oh. um so this is hard actually to be honest it's like now you've 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 given us a bit of your soul and then i want to hear like where that comes from yeah it doesn't need to be your favorite song of all time yeah it just needs to be a song that for you represents that same sh- songwriting prowess okay this was so hard when you asked me this. I started making a playlist of like, and I made it like my sort of criteria was songs that stopped me in my tracks, you know. So there's like Elbow on there and Sufjan oh. Stevens and Tom Waits and oh, like loads more. And I'm going to go away and be like, why didn't I mention them? Um, it was really hard. I could even send you that if you wanted. And I tried, oh, Kate Bush tried to like keep it quite short. So I, I was... So I made that playlist and then the one I chose was a song by Big Thief called Mary. And oh, where did I start with this song? It was one of those songs that I listened to on absolute repeat from the lyrics in it are just so vivid and arresting and made my, you know, made my skin go into goosebumps and my hair standing on edge when I heard it. 
And also she just does this amazing thing where like it just goes on and on and on and on. But like the tension builds. So like she kept me with her for the whole song. Do you know that way? Even though like a lot of the, I don't know if there's really like a chorus in it. It just, and the, the, the melody kind of just repeats, but it builds and it builds. I just think how she's, I just, and I, that's something I aspire to is to be able to hook in a listener with such simplicity, but beauty and the words and the melody and the, the, the way it's produced just hold together in such a stunning way. Um, so I picked that one as a song that like, if I, yeah, that I just go back to every time and every time it just leaves me speechless. Um, you can't yeah. really get much more of an accolade than that for a song, can yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. I just picked this one because it's literally can't speak after hearing yeah. it. It's, it's like so that. good. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, because like it's not like I could sing you back the full song, but I really want to be able to because every line in it is gorgeous, and I'm like, oh, like, like she talks about your eyes are like machinery is one of the lines. So it's just like that that in itself is like a whole story it's just brilliant storytelling and capturing a feeling that like when I hear it I can feel I can feel it as well and then the end of and then the final kind of payoff was like so here we go ride Mary in your famous storybook mm. and it's just like I just listen to it well, we bloody well will. We're going to listen to it right now to play us out. My Mama Row, thank you. Please thank you. go and listen to Claire's work. Uh, song, song writing, song seeds, songwriting. This isn't a really podcast about promo, but listen to how good those songs were. Go and listen to that work. Come on, lads. Get up. <laughs> go on. All you need is a click away. That work is a quick click away from you. Uh, so please go and listen to Claire's work and support her music. Uh, My Mimero, you can find her on Spotify, but also all over all the other socials, etc. And that album is called, Claire? Almost Home. Thank you so much. An absolute pleasure. Here we are playing out today with Big Thief and Mary. And we'll see you soon. Burn up with the water The floods around the plains The planets in rows Who knows what they contain And my brain is like an orchestra Needles stop.
songwriters on songwriting podcasts here at Glad Radio and also check out songseeds.uk the home of affordable inclusive songwriting retreats
هذا المنتج الإذاعي يأتيكم من جلاد ريديو. Чтобы узнать больше и принять участие, посетите сайт glad.radio. Сон ищери тудюх программен эсфайнян лой шир glad.radio. This was a Glad Radio production. To listen to more and get involved, visit glad.radio.